1: Well, alrighty then. Hey, this is the WCHL Podcast. I am the Commissioner Christopher Perry, and we're going to start this one off. This podcast is going to kick off a series of podcasts we're going to have. We're going to talk to some folks about uh, the upcoming national tournament and uh, get their views and maybe get some predictions and uh, talk a lot of hockey. So with this episode, we're going to, uh, our special guest is going to be the head coach of the Midland University Warriors, Jason Cerrone. Jason has a uh, heck. He's been the um, coach at Midland now for four or five years. He's an excellent friend. He's a great friend of mine. Played uh, professional hockey for the Winnipeg Jets. Played for the Italian national team of, in the Olympics, and he played minor pro all over the place. I know him from when he played down in uh, down in uh, South Texas for the Rio Grande Valley Killer Bees, and now here he is coaching in the ACHA at uh, Midland University. So. Hey, let's, uh, let's get right to it, and let's talk to Jason Cerrone about uh, what he thinks is going to happen here at the ACHA National Tournament. All right, well, here we go. Let's get started with the uh, our first guest prognosticator. It's uh, the head coach of Midland University, the Warriors. It's Jason Cerrone himself. Jason, thank you for joining us here on the WCHL podcast. How's it going?
0: Hey, it's going well. Thanks for inviting me on, and uh, yeah. hopefully I can... Pass along some a little bit of wisdom and maybe some uh, <laughs> things to keep your heads up for the uh, for this tournament that's
1: coming up. There you go for 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 the people that are listening. Jason and I are very very good friends. We talk most every day, uh, mostly not about hockey but about one another and uh, yeah. about life in general. So um, I've been, been giving him a bunch of grief today. So uh, now before before we get going, I'm looking at the field of sixteen. Have you you've played 6 of these 16 teams, right? You you I played so. you played Maryville?
0: Yes.
1: You played McKendry? I
0: know we did not play McKendry.
1: You did not play McKendry. Okay. So that's f- cuz you played Missouri State, I know. You played yeah. Jamestown, Minot State, and Iowa State.
0: Yes.
1: Okay. So no McKendry. So 5 of the 16. So we've got some personal knowledge here. And uh, you're ready to go through the field and uh, give some Jason Cerrone prognostications and predictions? Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's start with game one on Friday morning. It's the number four Liberty Flames against the host, the number 13 Maryville Saints. What do you think is going to happen in that game?
0: Well, I think one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest things about the whole Nationals tournament is having um, been there before with some experience. Um, I remember the first time we were there, uh, it was overwhelming. It really was um, such a great setup that the kids were just, you know, kind of awestruck. So um, as good as Maryville is and as much as I want the MCH team to win, I think uh, Liberty's just got a little bit too much firepower for them. And um, I think Liberty's going to take that one.
1: All right. So number four, Liberty's going to win based on the experience. That that makes a lot of sense because Liberty's, Liberty's been going now for like the past 10, 12 years. So, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, it's, you can't take away from experience and, um, you know, I think I'm a true believer that you have to lose to, to learn how to win. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the other thing that kind of worries me is, you know, being in the same conference as Maryville is they get so much confidence from actually being in the tournament now. So Uh it
1: makes them
0: stronger. It makes them even stronger for next year.
1: (laughs) Okay. Look at you. Or you're already strategically thinking of next year beyond this tournament. I like it.
0: Yeah, we're as coaches, we're always thinking ahead,
1: right? <laughs> See, that's why I like. I like to get some knowledge off of you there. That's why we talk so much, because I learn something new every day when I talk to you. All right, hey, the next game is uh, the powerhouse, the ass kicker themselves, the number three Lindenwood Lions, the fighting Zombos, taking on the sacrificial lamb, the Kinesius. I don't know what are they, the Griffins, number the Griffin's fourteen. Gone. Kenesius, the uh, lone representative from the Northeast Collegiate Hockey League. I think it's pretty obvious where this one's going, isn't it?
0: I I think so. I mean, they're they're just—I actually think Lindenwood's probably should be one or two.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, they—they play a hard schedule. I mean, and everybody they play, they pretty much beat up on. So, you know, Rick Zombo does a great job of getting guys in there and, and getting that team. It seems like. He never goes through um, a rebuilding process. They're just always strong. And, um, you know, unfortunately, Kinesis gets them first. Um, And usually you look for maybe an upset at something like this. You know, if you watch the NCAA basketball, there's all these upsets. But uh, unfortunately, there's not going to be one here. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I don't think so. Now, the next game, there might be an upset. Let's see here. It's number two, Robert Morris. Out of that uh, Pittsburgh Hockey League, the uh, CHMA, they're taking on number fifteen Davenport, Phil Sweeney, and his Panthers from uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Now this one has the potential to be um, an upset, simply because I don't think there's a lot of people out here that have a, a lot of strong beliefs in Robert Morris. But uh, you, you, I don't want to speak for you. You tell me what you think is going to happen in this game.
0: Um, <clears throat> I mean, if, the, if, if there was actually betting on this, I'd say it's a pick 'em okay Uh, you know i i don't know that much about um robert morris and knowing davenport and seeing what they've done in the past um i i I tend to give them a slight advantage only because of their past experience um again in the tournament and for me again that's the most important thing i think going into a tournament like this
1: okay all right that's fair so
0: yeah i i i uh, I'm I'm torn, but I'm going to go with Davenport on
1: that one. There you go. And then the next, the last game on Friday is uh, number one, Adrian, taking on number 16, McKendree from the MCH. And uh, this one, I think, is another where we kind of know where this one's going.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, you know, you like to see. I, I enjoy seeing the MCH team um, in nationals and getting that experience um, of being there. And, and they're obviously going to learn how to win. I mean, Adrian's just, you know, a freight train that's heading downhill. They just keep running over everybody. And we learned that our first experience at nationals when we took them on in the second round and they cleaned us out seven one. one. So yeah, it's unfortunately McKendree, you know, their first experience is going to be a rough one, but um, yeah, Adrian's uh, all over this one.
1: Okay. All right. So there you go. So Liberty, Lindenwood, Davenport, and Adrian will be the winners on Friday. Uh, and so let's focus on Saturday. The first game of the day is going to be number five, Ohio, taking on number 12, Missouri State. Ohio has lost all, almost every game, single game they've played this season. And then, uh, but they've, they've beat Lindenwood. They beat Adrian. They beat Liberty once or twice during, I think once during the season. Um, and then, uh, Missouri State from the Western Collegiate Hockey League. Uh, what do you think is going to happen here? The Bobcats and the Ice Bears?
0: Uh, Having played Missouri, um, I know that if they play their game and they play as physical as they can be without taking penalties, they're going to be a handful. But again, I think experience comes into play here. And having Ohio played, you know, playing all these um, top teams, top five, top six teams in the country for most of their schedule, um, I think it gives them the slight advantage.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, Missouri State made it uh, to Nationals uh, what, two years ago down in Frisco. They beat Buffalo, and then they gave Adrian a scare, a one-to-nothing uh, scare. But you're right, Ohio has has a deep and rich history of going to Nationals and knows what's going on.
0: Well, and, and you look at their schedule this year, <clears throat> I believe they're 5-15, and 15, but you know, all 20 games, I think they played the top six teams. Yeah. Whereas Missouri had to get away with playing schleps like Midland University four times. So, <laughs> Mr. Humble, uh, listen to you. Um, you know, I'd like to think we played them as hard as we possibly could, but um, we're not we're not Lindenwood. We're not um, we're not Ohio State and we're, or we're not um, uh, Iowa State, so. I think Ohio does have the advantage in that
1: game. Okay, let's move on to the next game. It's uh, the Minot State Beavers, Wade Regier, Regier, and his Beavers will take on the Knights of Calvin University, number six versus number eleven, and Minot is the defending, still the defending ACHA national champion. What do you think? Um, well,
0: I mean, I, I know, I think Minot's going to win this game. Yeah. Um, I know Calvin's new. I think this, I believe this is their first time to Nationals.
1: It is. Um,
0: And unfortunately, you have to play the defending champions. So um, we got to play Minot four times this year, and they're a pretty strong team. They're big, they're strong. Um, they, They play puck possession. And, you know, if Calvin can match that in any type of way, they might have a chance. But again, the experience for me is Minot's been there, I believe, what, 18 years in a row or some crazy number like that? Yeah. So. I think um, that was going to be my nut.
1: Okay, and then um, in the next in the next uh, game, the third game of the day on Saturday, we have your friend Frank De Cristofaro and his Indiana Tech Warriors, number seven, taking on Dean Stork and the Jamestown Jimmies. Uh, so Frankie versus Storky, Indiana yeah. Tech versus Jamestown. What do you think?
0: <clears throat> well, they're both good friends of mine, so um, you know. I <laughs> I think this one's a toss-up as well. We played Jamestown four times. Um, we haven't seen Frankie in a couple of years, but I know what he does there with that program, and I know how well they um, they play and how disciplined they are. Uh huh. So, you know, you look at a team like Jamestown who swept Minot a couple times at home uh, in in Minot. So, um, I don't know if. I guess my only thinking here was maybe Jamestown because they played more games and. They're more game ready, I guess, than maybe Indiana Tech. Okay. So I'm going to go with a little bit of an upset here. I'm going to pick Jamestown. Sorry, mm-hmm.
1: Frankie. <laughs> hey, don't worry. Nobody listens to this podcast. Frankie won't know.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, if anybody here knows Frankie, tell them I'm sorry that I didn't pick his
1: team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then the last game on Saturday would be, be the uh, Fighting Fairmans of Iowa State. Um, number eight, taking on the Saints of, I think they're the Saints, the Aquinas uh, of Aquinas College, so an eight-nine matchup, Iowa State and Aquinas. What Aquinas doesn't have any Division One experience in terms of being at nationals, but they are the uh, they 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 before they moved up to Division One, they won uh, Division Two national championship. Uh, yep. So and then they played. Uh, I know they played with you, didn't they, for a year or so in the NAIA group?
0: Actually, they they bowed out the year we came in. Okay, there you go. So we we joined that. Um, that league, and then um, Aquinas went back to the ACHA. So uh-huh. okay, we haven't had a chance to play them, but I know they're very well coached. Um I know they do a really good job with their program. Um The problem, uh, you know, for me, I, I, I haven't seen Aquinas play this year, and I have seen Iowa State play. Okay, and I've seen how good I've seen how good Iowa State can be, and I've seen how bad they can be as well. Ooh. I mean, you know, we we beat them in overtime once and. Um, you know, we had, I think they had a two goal lead at the time and and we came back and beat them in overtime, but, um, you know, their game goes, if if, if they're ready to play and they bring their a game, they're very tough to beat. So I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to pick Aquinas in this one.
1: Really? Okay. I
0: just just have this gut feeling that, um, they're going to, they're going to get the
1: upset here. Wow. How about that? Very nice. Okay. So what that does. Um, Ohio, Jason has picked Ohio, Minot State, Jamestown and Aquinas to win on Saturday. So what that gives us for Sunday matchups in game one, it's Liberty against Ohio. You know, those guys have only played each other eight or nine times uh, this season already. So they should be fairly well acquainted with one another, I'd say.
0: Yeah. And, um, I think Liberty's won most of those games.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Liberty's won all but one, I think.
0: Yeah. And I, I don't see the trend changing. I think, especially if Liberty gets up um, gets up one or two early, Ohio might be in the mindset, well, not that, not again. So, <laughs> well, I, it's just a. I think it's a normal kind of mindset to get in when you've lost eight out of nine or seven out of eight, and the other team scores two, or, you know, one or two or three goals real quick. Yeah. So I think I think it's going to be important for Liberty to get up quick. Um, if not, they're going to be in tough for the whole game. But I, I I'm going to go with Liberty again.
1: Liberty over Ohio. The next game is a is just a humongous game. Number three, Lindenwood taking on number six, Minot State. Holy smokes. I mean, that ought to be a semifinal or a final game, and here it is in the quarterfinals.
0: Yeah, Lindenwood.
1: Lindenwood. <laughs> okay, so Lindenwood, yeah. you're saying will take care of yeah. Minot, huh?
0: I love Minot, and I love their their program and, and what uh, Wade does up there, but uh, Lindenwood's just, yeah, they're just a powerhouse, and, all right. Again, Rick Zombo does a great job. So I'm going to go with Lindenwood there.
1: There you go. And then we have uh, in the next uh, quarterfinal game, you, according to your uh, picks, we've got number 15 Davenport taking on number 10 Jamestown.
0: I'm going to go with Jamestown. All right. I, Jamestown. I think Jamestown's. You know, they've got the they've got the most important thing you need as a team, and they've got the probably the best goalie in the country. Yeah. Um, I I believe his last name is Bauer or Brower. I'm sorry if I'm
1: Tyson Brower, Tyson
0: Brower. I mean, he's a fifth year player. He's the leader of that team and, um, he stops anything that comes near him. So hopefully he's nice and hot for this tournament. Again, that I think that's going to be the key for them to beat Indiana tech first. And then, um, I think they should be able to beat Davenport as well.
1: All right. And then the in the final quarter, final game, uh, according to your predictions, we have number one, Adrian, taking on number nine, Aquinas. That's Adrian. Adrian, I
0: mean, Adrian all the way. They're number one for a reason. Um, they're big, strong, fast. They score a lot of goals. Um, okay. I know their, goal, their goaltending does a great job. So I'm going to go with Adrian. I think Aquinas will um, not be happy that they got to the second round and, you know, got beat, but I think they'll – be satisfied with that result
1: very nice well that puts us uh now there's reseeding when we get to the semifinals so we'll have uh number one play number 10 and number three play number four uh, according to these predictions and that so the uh, 110 game is adrian against jamestown who do you see coming out victorious in that matchup
0: well they played each other this year in adrian and i know adrian swept them uh both games and it wasn't you know it wasn't by one or two goals. I think they were both three or four goal wins. So I got to go with Adrian again. I think um, I think Jamestown, as good as they are, I think they're going to probably run out of gas a little bit, and Adrian's going to just start ramping up and, and get themselves ready. So I think uh, they're going to go with Adrian on this one.
1: All right. And then in the other semifinal game, you have uh, – it's another great matchup, number three versus number four, Lindenwood versus Liberty. <clears throat>
0: No, uh, this is Lindenwood again. Um, <laughs> Lindenwood's Lindenwood, just
1: having to run through a gauntlet, huh?
0: Well, I think they're just they're built to win, and um I think it's a win now situation for them, and um, I don't see too many teams beating them, maybe one, and um, unfortunately, Liberty's not the one. <laughs>
1: Very, very politic of you to say say it like that. I like that. That's pretty good. Unfortunately, Liberty, you're not the one. Well, that gives us a I mean, final. I
0: love Liberty, and I think they do a great job. And yeah, um, you know, I wouldn't want to play them. Let's be honest; they're they're, they're a good hockey team. But um, I just think Rick does such a good job with that team, and they and they're so skilled. You know, from their number one forward to their goalie, I mean, it's just it's a loaded lineup and. Um, they're a handful.
1: So, but before, before I ask you about the, the final matchup, Adrian Lindwood, let me ask you this question, Liberty, whenever they come to nationals, their tradition is always that the guys dye their hair like this white, hot, nasty blonde. Um, is there, you played, you've coached, you've been around a lot of teams. Is there something to that? Or is that just something that's dumb and goofy? It's,
0: it's more of a team building thing. Um, we did the same thing the couple times or the one time we went to ACHA um, nationals. Yeah. But we didn't, we like, we didn't dye hair. We got t-shirts that said, you know, I'm special. And not in the sense that everybody's probably thinking right now, <laughs> because our, our, our logo, our, our saying that whole year was we're special. Like let's do something special. I'm special. I can be special. Okay. So we made up bright orange t-shirts that they could warm up in with their numbers on the shoulder. And then, across the chest and said, I'm special. So I think there's just different ways. Um, i played on teams where um, each guy got a carabiner and, you know, when you got to the locker room, you, you, you connected them all. And that was your chain. That was your team. Um, So I think it's just um, a reminder of where you are and what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish, Uh Um, you know, the blonde hair thing. Yeah, uh, makes me a little jealous since I don't have any hair anymore. <laughs> but uh, whatever, whatever helps you and your team get to the point where you need to be, uh, I think it's great.
1: I just wondered if there was like an overabundance of uh, extra bottles of Clarol laying around Lynchburg, wow. Virginia or something.
0: Well, the problem is if, you know, I think we did it um, my second year junior and we lost in the first round. So now I've got all this hair that's blonde and, you know, we're, we're done in the first round. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you go and you get your head shaved. So your hair goes back in and cut that's the right color again. But, <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's, I hate to say it like this, it's a gimmick. It's, it's just a way of making everybody aware and, and, and staying focused on what your goal is and, and where you're going and what you're, you know,
1: what What the, the end goal is and what, what you're working towards. Sure, sure. I, I, I get it. And, and what you're saying makes sense. Team chemistry. You're trying to build team chemistry to make them into one unit so they can accomplish the goal of winning it all.
0: Exactly. I get, that's, I, I get
1: that's that. That's all of it is basically. Yeah. So. All right. Well, hey, let's focus on the championship game Tuesday night. According to Jason Cerrone, it's going to be number one Adrian against number three Lindenwood, a match that uh, I think most people have been waiting for all season long. And uh unfortunately it didn't happen, but uh, 60 minutes of heck is coming. one versus three, Adrian versus Lindenwood. how do you see this one turning out?
0: So I, I wish I knew. <laughs> um, you know, two unbelievable teams. Uh, I think it's gonna probably come down to special teams. Um, you know when you when you get to a one and done situation and like one game to win a championship, I think, the, the main, the the most important thing is how well your goalie plays Mm -hmm. and, and special teams. So I I think it's going to come down to that. And because of that, I'm going to go with Adrian.
1: Really? Okay. Interesting.
0: Yeah. I just, um, as much as I love Rick and his program, I just think that maybe Adrian's just a little bit stronger on special teams. Um, I don't have numbers to back that. I just, from past experience, I know how well um, Adrian works their power play, and I know that um, they usually get one or two a game on the power play. So with with special teams being so important in that one one game, I'm, I'm going to go with Adrian.
1: All right, that makes sense. That makes sense, and I think that's fair. You know, Lindenwood, um, when they would come down to play my Oklahoma teams, they would just sit back and wait for us to take penalties and then just kill us on the power play. But they were always vulnerable in terms of uh, their blue line and their and their goal technique. They, they, they just would overwhelm you with the offensive firepower that, um, you know, if, if, if you got caught up in that vortex, you're just defending for 60 minutes. But if you could push back against them and actually, you know, generate some offense against them five on five, you know, you could have some success and, you know, obviously with the man advantage too. So uh, that makes sense what you're talking about with special teams and goaltending being uh, a difference that Adrian might come out on top. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it makes perfect sense. And it's,
0: listen, at the end of the day, when when you have two teams like that, um, I think the more you have the puck, the better the chances are you're going to be in a power play eventually. And, you know, it's going to come down, like I said, to goaltending. Who has the puck more and then who's better on the special teams?
1: Very nice, very nice. All right. Well, I, I'm not going to be in St. Louis. You're not going to be in St. Louis. I'm uh, not, unfortunately. Well, I heard you were going to go to Belize. What's up with that?
0: Yeah, no, I had to cancel the trip. So
1: come on. I mean, Somebody. what's are you recruiting? A, is that what Midland is doing? They're, you're getting hockey players now out of Belize. Is that?
0: Well, sometimes you know you got to take a step back and um, take a break and and look at the big picture and see what you really need and where you're really at. Yeah, but. Um, again, this is not the time uh, that that trip has been scrapped. Uh. So, um, I'm gonna have to pick another time to step back and take a look at the big picture and just keep uh, keep banging away here at recruiting and trying to get uh, get our team better so we can be in at, uh, at nationals
1: next year. Well, I've been I'm, I'm I'm sorry that the trip has been scrapped, but uh, I was I was telling my boss. You know she's a mean woman, my boss, and um, <laughs> I was telling her that you were going to miss uh, nationals because you were going off to Belize and sitting on the beach and uh, drinking mai tais and in uh, and pina coladas while you know the, a bunch of schlubs are going to be soaking away at a in an ice cold hockey rink in St. Louis somewhere, and uh, she's so like, "Well, he he is, he wins," <laughs> that's so what well, she that's said.
0: Funny, well, here's the funny thing: I bet you if we would have made the tournament, the the um the trip wouldn't have got scrapped. So. <laughs> You well, know, sometimes things happen for a reason. So. I hear
1: you, I hear you all right, well, any other uh, nuggets of information you think we should look out for? You've played these uh, like i said five of the sixteen teams, and uh, it sounds like Minot and Jamestown are the uh, uh, cream of that crop if according to what you've uh according to how you picked um uh, because you've said that you know McKendry and Maryville and Iowa State will get upset or you know not not make At a passs their first round, yeah so okay uh anything just, else stand uh, out to you
0: no just you know what it's going to be a great tournament um i think it's amazing that you know there even is the nationals uh this year isn't that I the truth of, yeah i think a lot of people have worked hard including all the teams that are there um you know all the teams that they walked all over all year you got to give them a hand for actually operating as well yep and you know i hope everybody's safe when they go there and Um, I hope people get to watch and enjoy the games because it's, I think they're going to be really good games.
1: I think so too. I'm glad to see that There's not any conference games or rematches and, uh, yeah, I hope that, uh, everyone, I hope we actually get to see all the games as scheduled is that we don't have any hiccups like what the NCAA just encountered with some teams at the last minute having to get pulled due to, uh, COVID concerns. You
0: know, I, I think if you follow protocol, if you're careful, if, um, You know, if the coaches can keep their their players not under guard, but in their own little bubble, you know, I'm I'm proud to say, even though we didn't make nationals, our team was the only team on campus on on our campus that didn't have a positive COVID case this year.
1: Nice. Very nice.
0: um, You know, but it was because the guys worked so hard at it. Um, They understood that if it happened, it would probably cost us our season. So they, they took the steps to take care of themselves and, you know, wear their masks and clean their hands and get screened every day. And, you know, when we did do testing and um, stuff like that, they were there for it and they didn't miss it. And so hopefully the teams that are going there are doing the same. And, you know, this is a big deal. Going to nationals is a big deal, whether it's 20 teams, 16 teams, uh, whether there's 28 teams playing this year or 72, it doesn't matter. It's still a national tournament. And, you know, um, hopefully everybody that's going there is taking it, uh, serious enough that we don't like you said we don't have to worry about games being skipped over or canceled or or, you know our forfeit because the team gets sick
1: yep yep well now that i know that you're not heading off to the beach or anything uh what i'll do is when 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 these games are playing i'll be watching from afar you'll be watching from afar i'll know that i can pick up the phone and uh text you and bug the crap out of you and say holy smokes You can tell me how wrong I was. No, come on. on, (laughs) Whatever, whatever. Hey, Jason, (laughs) listen, I appreciate you taking the time out of your evening to uh, talk to me. Uh, on this uh, chintzy little podcast, nobody listens to it. So it's uh, so you know we only have I think sixteen or eighteen listeners. But It'll be uh, the one time that
0: everybody listens and I get in trouble because <laughs> all, it's, I, all my picks are wrong.
1: <laughs> it's all right. Hey, if, don't don't give Jason a hard time. Give uh, send all that grief to to me, the uh, commissioner at uh, I do <laughs> yeah. So uh, send send all that grief to me, Jason. I thank you so much for being a part of the WCHL podcast. Look at that. The crowd goes wild for Jason Cerrone. Thank you, sir, for being on.
0: Thank you, Chris. Uh, It was good being on here with you, buddy. Anytime you need somebody to waste some time with, let me know.
1: All righty, then. Well, that was Jason Cerrone. What do you think? Is he right? Is he wrong? That's all right. You know, he's... uh, Going to give it to Adrian, so uh, well, I guess we'll, we'll we'll just write all this stuff down and see where, where people end. Uh, so thanks for paying attention to the uh, WCHL podcast. Thanks to Coach Cerrone for being uh, our special guest here tonight. And um, look for the Western CHL on westernchl.com or on Twitter at westernchl. And uh, let's see, our next guest we're probably going to have is, uh, is a guy who follows all sorts of college hockey. He's been all over the place. Uh, he's an interesting cat, and um, he's got a lot of great stories. He uh, follows uh, the the Western Collegiate Hockey League like a hawk, and uh, he's, a, he's a good guy, uh, Scott Strandy. So um, look for that on the next uh, episode of the WCHL podcast. In the meantime, though, what we want you to do is we want everybody to stay safe and uh, stay well, and then we'll uh, see you, I guess, to coin Andrew's terms. Since he's not here, we'll just say we'll see you probably uh, – on the flip side. Okay, so everybody look for uh, another podcast coming soon. Thanks for paying attention and thanks for joining our pod.